0: Uh, to be able to do part two, the final part of this uh, s- small, uh, this, this short series here on on color code, we don't need a color code. And I t- actually took the title from an old Steve Taylor song uh, back in the day. If you're old enough to, to know some some uh, some pretty wild Christian music, Steve Taylor was one of those guys. Speaking of crazy, there's Sidney Kimmel. Stand up, Sydney Kimmel. In fact, come on up here for a minute. Come on, come on, because this is this is noteworthy. Come on, Sydney. Yeah. All right, so so like um, so, Sydney here uh, now. She's she's of course we all don't Sydney since she was a baby, you know. And if you haven't known her, you'll get to know her, I guess. So Sydney was doing a, a fundraiser for Speed the Light, and so Sydney, so you did you did uh, the most unusual fundraiser, right? Um, you chose to do what?
1: I was choosing to uh, raise money by um, shaving my head or having people uh, pay toward the side to uh, keep my hair. Um, So uh, everybody was giving all these donations towards the two sides and whichever side at the end had the most was the one that I would do. And as you guys can tell, uh, the shaving (laughs) one. Um, So uh, yeah, yesterday, um, my parents wouldn't let me shave it like straight bald, which I'm thankful for. Um, so I just did the the buzz cut. Smart um, parents. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they were. I was originally going to do it for like a really low. Like I was just like excited to have any way to raise money for the Speed the Light. And they're like, "Oh, you have to get like at least a thousand dollars out of it." Um, and I ended up making a little less than four right thousand dollars. <laughs> Isn't that incredible?
0: Isn't that incredible? Did you think that it would be close to four thousand dollars? Did you have any idea about that?
1: No, I honestly, I didn't even think that I would make a thousand. Honestly, so I'm just like, just really, it's just amazing that I could almost four thousand dollars. Like that's that's so much money for like for anybody yeah. to raise. Like I was just yes, yeah. I mean,
0: there have been years that maybe you know, like maybe our church only only sent four thousand dollars of speedlight totally. So, uh, yeah. I'm just,
1: I'm and thankful for anyone who like, everyone who donated. Um, I know it wasn't really like advertised. I was just like talking to people because I don't have like any way to tell people. So just even, that was just like from the, the like word of mouth. Like I didn't even like really advertise it that much and I, I raised uh, the $4,000. So I just thankful for everyone who donated.
0: Praise the Lord, yeah, that's. And hey, and it, it doesn't look bad, does it? I mean, really? I mean, it actually doesn't look bad. I mean, you know, I mean, your hair was beautiful before Sydney, without a question. But I mean, it really, I mean, it's not like, like people aren't going to look at you and go like, oh, my goodness. You know, I mean, th- that's awesome. And, and for almost $4,000 for Speed Delight, man, that is going to change so many lives around the world. And who's, who, who's to think? Like some of you guys that have gone bald, think of what you could have done. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean it's It's amazing. But I mean, wow, that's so awesome. Sydney, we're proud of you. God bless you. Come on, let's give her a hand one more time. Wow. That is incredible. Incredible. Wow. What a what a, what an opportunity to raise money for missions, you know? And so, wow. Only, nowhere else but America could something like that happen, really. You know, where, where we would pay to have somebody cut their hair. I mean, it's really amazing, amazing thing. So it's a a joy to be able to bring part two of this message on color code. And again, you know, I understand that there are some struggles that are happening in our nation, and not just our nation, but around the world. And the reality is, listen, folks, um, it's the government's responsibility to try to find solutions for issues, all right? At the same time, I do understand, as well as most of us probably can see, that there's a lot of People pushing agendas on 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 other people, and so listen. All those things aside, I'm not going to throw any stones at anything that's taking place outside the church. What we have is we have, we have a higher calling on our lives. All right, we have a higher calling, and so um, I understand that that you know that the world is going to do what the world does, and, I, and I'm not poking at the world, even though I think it's it's it makes a mess. You know, um, like like Ronald Reagan said to one time. The most feared words to hear is, I'm from the government, I'm here to help. You know, I mean, so in a lot of ways that's the case. You know, but the reality is, as believers, we have a higher calling on our lives and we have a higher set of rules and principles to live from. And so as we go through here today, um, we want to be able to, and as we left off last week, we talked about being able to see the worth and the value of the individual through the biases that we have, through the you know, through the stereotypes that we have, through the labels that we put on people, can we see the value of the individual? Can we see the worth of the person in the midst of those things, you know? And so every person of goodwill should know that judging people based on their physical characteristics is cruel and wrong. You know, judging a person based on what they look like is a cruel thing, and it's a wrong thing. And how many of you have ever judged somebody on, on the way they look, and you've discovered you've been totally wrong? Right? You know, <clears throat> I mean, there's a man by the name of Stephen Hawking. Now know, he's dead now, um, but he's in a wheelchair. He could not move anything, any part of his body. One of the most brilliant minds. Now, he's not, not a very godly guy, but very brilliant mind. Uh, you know, you would look at him and think that he had no value whatsoever. Well, the exact opposite is true. And the reality is in, in today, even in today, you know, where we have, um, you know, uh, in our society, we throw people away. You know, we kill babies. You know, we, we want to do away with elderly. And, uh, you know, there are nations that have passed laws that, it, you know, if a, if a child is discovered that it has Down syndrome in the womb, it has to be taken, it has to be aborted. I mean, listen, there's value. Can we see the value in a person's life that's different than ours? And as a believer, that you should struggle with that. We should all struggle with that. That should be something that the Holy Spirit is continually kicking us, you know, to, to be, help us move forward in those areas. And especially, you know, we see it happening in our nation as far as race goes. And then last week, I was sort of, I was really sort of amazed when I had people stand at the end, uh, you know, to see who was really looked down on by the color of their skin. It wasn't just, it wasn't just African-Americans that stood. It was, it was other folks, you know. And so the reality is, listen, we're, we're all in this together but we want, to be able to, we want to be able to affirm each other through this as, as well. So the church in our time and every time has both the imperative and the challenge of pursuing peace and justice in a very tumultuous society. And so we need to pursue that. And so, you know, let the world do as it, as it will. We're going to do what God wants us to do. We're going to treat people the way God wants us to treat people, not the way the world tells us to. Not the way we're mandated to by the governments or by the the powers that be or the big money that's out there, that's really pushing an agenda. We're not gonna we're not gonna be swayed by that. We're going to treat each other as God wants us to treat each other. You know, in Genesis chapter one, uh, there is what's called the Table of Nations, and so it is it is the most um, it is the most uh, complete history of the ancient world. If you look at Genesis chapter ten, and there are other societies that have done histories of the world. But when you look at Genesis 10, it is like the most complete history of the ancient world. And basically what it is, is it, it shows how God, through Noah's three sons, uh, they, they, they spread out and they, they, they populated the world. And so it is, it's amazing how the, the, you know, basically, and there's been some migration through time, but the reality is most of what happened in Genesis chapter 10 is still true today. And there's been some movement of some, you know, people's groups that have moved. Uh, And then there's places like the United States where we're a mixture of people's groups. Um, But the reality is that that chapter 10 of Genesis is still sort of there now. And it's interesting. It says, this is the account of Shem, Ham, and Japheth, Noah's sons, who who themselves had sons after the flood. And so, as well, we're going to see here in Acts chapter 17 where Paul comes along and he stands in, in Athens. And I had, we had the opportunity of being there uh, two years ago. I think it was two years ago, right, in Athens? And um, we were there at the Acropolis, right where Paul was, where, where this is recorded. And at the Acropolis, at the top of the Acropolis, uh, uh, there are temples that were there. There's still, a, there's still some ruins there now. And you could see them from everywhere. And then there was a, a, another small hill right next to the Acropolis called Mars Hill. Where where Paul makes this incredible speech as he's talking to the Athenians. And as he talks to the Athenians, the Athenians were all about knowledge. They're all about learning and philosophy. And Paul comes along and he sorts he, he tries to to make this declaration about people uh, there as as he as he says this in verse twenty four of chapter seventeen, he says this the God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth, and does not live in temples made by human hands. Right away, I mean, that's like, that's a total contradiction to what the Athenians stand for because they have all these altars and temples all over the city, and right there, he's literally in the shadow of one of the greatest ones of of all, you know. And and you could see it. Like where we stayed, we stayed at a, at a, at a, a um, at, at a at an apartment that was a couple blocks away, and all the way up the hill, we had this this view from our our, our patio all the way up to the Acropolis, and there it was. I mean, it was just, you can't miss it. Just beautiful. And Paul is saying, listen, God doesn't live in these temples. He doesn't live in something you made in hands. And it says this, verse 25, and he's not served by human hands as if he needed anything. Rather, he gives everyone life and breath and everything else. And there's this idea that, listen, you know, God is dependent on us to serve him. You know, like it's sort of like on the, you know, Gilligan's Island, you know, like when those, the natives would come and they would... They would bring food to that God. They had to feed that God. Listen, God doesn't need anything from you. You don't make him complete. He's complete before you. All right? But yet he gives us all things. He blesses us. And Paul is, is talking to them in their language as he does this. He says, um, from one man he made all the nations that they should inhabit the whole earth. Now, everybody say it, from one man. And in the King James, and one man is not a perfect translation. Uh, It it literally means from the same blood he made all people, from the same blood. And so the reality is, you know, um, like that you know modern Christian song says, "We all bleed the same." We do. I mean, there's no difference in blood between us, and there there may be some some little tiny differences in our in our blood because of maybe some uh, you know some. environmental things and everything, but but the reality is our blood is our blood is our blood. And so when you go to the blood bank and you're having an operation, uh, you know, uh, you need uh, type blood. I'm never going to make sure it's the right type, but it's not listed what what race that blood came from. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, you can't say, oh, well, I I won't take that blood because that's Asian blood. Well, you're an idiot because you may die, Without that blood. You can't say, I, I, I don't want that blood, because that's black blood. I mean, how foolish would that be? It doesn't matter. We're all the same. I, I, I sort of brought this as an illustration. So I, um, I rated in my desk. So when I was away in, in Ohio, Laura spent an entire week redoing my office. I mean an entire week. And so, because um, I'm not the most organized person in the world. And so she, she redid my office, and she um, she actually has containers for my candy because um, there was a mouse or a mice that had made a nest under my desk. With her, she kisses wrappers. <laughs> so, so when we trapped that mouse, that was the fattest mouse that I had ever seen. You know, but I, uh, I brought some Hershey's, oh, they just smell so good. Um, I, I brought some Hershey's Kisses with me. Anybody want any? Is it so you, you just cannot leave the wrappers on the pew or under the seat. Okay, it's not like your parents' car where if you put it under the seat, it doesn't matter. All right, so if you put it under the seat, God is going to give you indigestion would you like some kisses? Yeah. So, like, I. Anybody else? Do you guys want a kiss? Dave? Um, so, um, I had, um, I, I. Okay, we got some folks who want kisses. All right, all right, that's good. Donna, like there's, there's always time for chocolate. There, there's someone. No, no, Lucy. Yeah, someone down the way there. And you guys want some here? That's good. So, here you go. I'll give one to James, even though he didn't raise his hand. <laughs> So here we go. You want you want to? Here we go. So just when you when your when your when your friends at work um, ask about what you did, tell so the pastor gave everyone kisses. All right. So, and then we're going to see how many people come next week. You guys, you guys, want any, you want some here? I'll, I'll take them on down that way. Anyone else? James? I told you, you wanted one. That's good. Who who? who Karen, here, just serve people. Would you just serve them here? Just. All right, so. So. That's it. <laughs> there we go, everybody. That's right. Your pastor loves you. Yeah, he's he's giving you all kisses. So. Um, it's like a political thing. Just kissing babies. We're kissing everybody. That's it. So. Uh, now, isn't it interesting, right? So, like. I didn't hear a single person reject the kiss because it wasn't the right rapper. Like, you know, I mean, now, maybe, perhaps, if, if you were really autistic or were really on the spectrum, far on the spectrum, you might be like, I only eat silver once. But for most of us, for most of us, it don't matter what the rapper is. What matters is on the inside, right? Yeah, and, and hey, don't forget, uh, there's, there might be still some more on this side, Karen, that didn't get them. I, I don't. Anybody else didn't, didn't get it, some kisses? Just raise your hand. Karen will serve you. All right? So listen, it, does, it doesn't matter what the wrapper is. And the wrapper is the, the wrappers important because, like, I touched it and gave it to you so, like, you weren't all freaked out. But you're not going to eat the wrapper. It's what's inside that matters, it's that chocolate that's inside that really is, yes. And, uh, and, and, and so, listen, we're like that as people as well. Our rapper might be different. Our outside is, and even, it doesn't matter, even in the same, what people would qualify as race, there's so much variety in, in, in the differences. Even in people who are, like, all white folks aren't the same. All black folks aren't the same. All Asians aren't the same. There's a lot of variation on that. And so, uh, the reality is, what's inside is all the same it's what matters, you know? And I remember, I remember speaking of chocolate, I I, I am a big chocolate lover. I love chocolate. So when I was like 30 or when I was like 42 or 43, I had blood work done. And my doctor said to me, he goes, man, I got to tell you, he says, I've never seen such numbers from someone your age. I mean, everything is perfect. And he goes, what's your secret? (laughs) And I said, well, doc, I eat chocolate every day. So I told him, and he just laughed. He's like, oh, I'm never, he goes, well, it's obviously working for you, you know. And um, so any, anyhow, uh, we're all the same on the inside. The wrapper might be different. And Paul says that from one man, from one blood, he made all the nations that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he says that he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. God did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he's not far from any one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. As some of your poets have said, we are his offspring. So, uh, you know, God puts those people's groups in parts of the world, and he has an appointed time for them. You know, and so if you go back in our nation's history, at one point there were no humans here. And then uh, people came from Asia, and they traveled across, by, up through Alaska, and they came to, the uh, you know, North America and South America, And uh, they they came from Asia. And so if you look at the Native Americans, uh, you know, in in North and South America, uh, they're descendants descendants of Asians, right? Um, And then, of course, uh, people from Western Europe and from Africa came to the New World, and they inhabited that. Now, there's still people who are here from, that are, you know, the indigenous peoples groups that are here. They're still Native Americans, but there's lots of other, especially in America, my goodness, we're a mixture of so many different backgrounds. So, and that's a wonderful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Thanks, Karen. You just laid them on the altar. <laughs> <Karen>. <laughs> I know, seriously. Thank you, Karen, though, for serving and actually bringing back some. That's good. So anyway, um, in uh, Galatians chapter 3, Paul talks about this, and he says, hey, listen, there's no distinction um between people in Christ. And this is what we have to listen, I understand. I mean when you look at somebody I mean I when I see Mary, Mary is a woman. I see that. When I see Alex, he's a guy. And so that's a classification that we put on them. It exists, it's real. But I don't feel badly towards them because she's a woman or he's a man. In the same way so Mike is an African American. Mike is Mike would be considered black. Um, and we have uh, the Gerald's in the back; they're from India, so you guys are Asians. And so th- we have a number of other—we have Hispanics in here, and we have, uh, you know, some different uh, uh, different varieties of those kinds. So, so we understand that those things exist, but it doesn't make us who we are. We're not a total of those of of that label. We're much more than that. We go deeper than that. And so, I mean, there are people in all societies that are brilliant. And then there are people that are as dumb as a box of rocks, right? <laughs> I mean, there are people that are moral and that are immoral. There are people that are, you know, and, and so we, we don't qualify a single people's group by certain individuals from that people's group, you know? And, and the reality is, as believers, we have to be convinced in our own, and this is where the Holy Spirit has to work on us, th- the reality is that is that in Christ, and so that, like, And even even today, a lot of it even comes down to politics, right? Because, like, um, uh, the purpose-driven... Rick Warren, that that pastor, I read an interview that he did, and he talked about this. It's an incredible thing. He said that in, in America today, most Christians are not defined by what church they attend. They're defined by their political party. Seriously? I mean... Of all things, because, I mean, there's good and bad in both parties, right? You know what I'm saying? And so I'm not saying you shouldn't have a political party. whatever, Whatever your beliefs are, you should pursue that. But that doesn't define who you are, not as a believer, not as a Christian. Okay, so if you're a Democrat or Republican, fine. If you're Irish or you're, you know, from Africa, fine. But that's not the sum total of who you are. As a Christian, we are much deeper, much more than that. And so we're part of one family. And and Paul talks about this in Galatians chapter 3, and he says this, So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. So, So who's our daddy? God is. I mean, we're of the same parentage regardless of our socioeconomic condition, where we came from, our skin color, all those things. I mean, we are from the same Father. God is our Father, right? And for all of you who are baptized into Christ, and this is where it gets actually even better, because in reality, all people in the world are from one blood, but we are also connected through the blood of Jesus Christ. And so that's really what connects us. Right? He says this, for all of you who are baptized into the Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ, there is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. I mean, come on. I, I, you know, even that idea, I, I talk about, you know, uh, Melissa, uh, you know, Melissa's a, a, a licensed Assemblies of God minister. That's the second step. I mean, there are some, some ministries that are certified. She's licensed now. Heather's ordained, like I am. Um, Melissa's not in full-time ministry, so there's no reason for her to pursue ordination at this point. But, but the reality is, she's a minister. Heather's a minister. Um, you know, uh, Pastor Lisa up at, at New Life Assembly in Dunmore, she's a she's a minister. She's ordained. She's also a presbyter. Um, and so it's funny because. Listen, a lot, of, a lot of times you get looked down on for a lot of reasons, you know. And I'm not, I'm not equating the idea of being looked down on because, you know, uh, you're... And I understand the history of of what African Americans have dealt with in our country. is terrible. There's no question about that. But at the same time, uh, you know, sometimes women are, are looked down upon because they're women. Like, for instance, there was a guy that came to church here a couple of years ago, and he was a young guy, and he's like... He, he comes in, and he's like, oh... Oh, the presence of the Holy Spirit is so, oh, it's so free in here. Oh, oh, it's so wonderful. And he worships the first week. The second week, we did communion. And he's like, I've never been in a communion service like this. The Holy Spirit is so free. There's such freedom here. The third week, he comes back and he says to me, Pastor Dave, I have to talk with you. Because he said, I need to come in tomorrow to show you some scriptures that you obviously don't know about. I mean, hey, no offense, but I mean, you know, this 22-year-old is going to school me on the scriptures. Okay, whatever. Please come in. You know, maybe I missed something. I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to be, you know, boastful or anything. But I mean, I, I've been serving the Lord longer than he's been alive, so he's going to school me. And sometimes we get schooled by the younger ones, right? And sometimes we need to be. And so I was open to it. And so he comes in and he goes, "Hey, listen, I just want you to know, I can't come back to your church." I thought you experienced the freedom of the Holy Spirit there. I did, but but Pastor Heather has authority over men. And I said to him I go, well, well, just so you know, any authority she has I've given her. <laughs> right? Because if you look at the authority structure of this church, I'm I'm the pastor. And so I mean anybody who serves in any capacity is there because they're they're serving underneath me. And so they, they have my authority as they as they do what they do. When when Vincent Ellen cleaned the foyer, they're doing it under my authority. You know what I'm saying? So um and but that wasn't good enough for him because he had to show me scriptures that show that a woman should not have authority over a man. Well, take the other scriptures with, but there are hey, you can pull them out, you can fortune cookie the Bible if you want to. You can pull out a single verse and try to get a doctrine out of it, but you gotta take the counsel of the whole scriptures, right? And so the reality is, listen, guys. You know, um, you know, we're we're all one in Christ Jesus. And so um, there's no calling that a man can have that a woman can't have. When I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, it was under the ministry of a woman, when she when she preached and prayed for me. Karen and I were baptized in the Holy Spirit the same night. Sister Clements from Hamlin, she was there, uh, you know, uh teaching, and, and uh we got baptized in the Holy Spirit. And so God's not a respecter of persons on those things. go back to Genesis chapter one. This is interesting. When you go all the way back to the beginning of the Bible, in Genesis one, where where God creates everything, listen to what he says here. There's no distinction here between male and female right back at the beginning. In verse 26, and you might say, well, there is now because Eve ate of the fruit. Well, so did Adam, dummy. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, sometimes people, you know, like that, that old TV show, you know, children say the darndest things. Sometimes people say the dumbest things. <laughs> right? You know, well, Eve ate of the fruit. You know, she was tempted. And, well, what was Adam, what was his excuse? Yes, dear. Okay. You know? Then God said, let us make mankind in our image. And so listen, I know that that's a, that's a trigger for some people because say, it says mankind. Oh, just get over yourself, okay? All right? All right, it's, ta- it's it's gender. It's like when I say, hey, how are you guys doing? Okay, I understand. That triggers some people. But sometimes you got to get beyond yourself, okay? All right? Mankind means humanity, all right? Even the word humanity, it's not humanity. Hu- hu- woman, hu- Alright? All right. This is just nonsense. Alright? Don't get involved in that stuff. Alright? Amen and A women. Come on. <laughs> stupidity. Alright? It's stupid. Yes. A stupidity. Yes. That's what it is. Alright? So, so, in this, God said, now who's God? It's the Father, the Son, and the Spirit are, are talking amongst themselves and they say, hey, let's make humanity in our image. Isn't that interesting? Right? And it says, but so they that so that they may rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind, humanity, in his own image, in the image of God he created them, male and female he created them. So what's God? Is he male or female? He's all in all. He's, come on, God is not some dude. (laughs) Yeah, He's not just some old guy. He's beyond, gender is beyond God. God is beyond gender. And so that's just as bad. I mean, there are churches today that are like praying to the feminine God. What is that? I mean, listen, I understand God, you know, God is, is masculine and feminine, but he's not a woman or a man. He's God. Now, Jesus took upon himself human flesh, so Jesus is a guy. You know, I, I would think if, if, if Jesus came, if the world was the world of uh, Zena and uh, Wonder Woman, you know, uh, the, the Amazons, maybe Jesus would have been a woman. But he's, he's a man because he came to this earth, and that, that was what was fitting. All right? And so, um, but God created. Now listen, listen. let's go on here in, in these passages. This is really sort of an interesting thing. And when I was going through the study of this, I thought, wow, this is really cool. It says, God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the sky and over every living thing that moves on the ground. So which command was for the men and which command was for the women? They're both. There was no distinction there. It wasn't like he said to the women, Hey, be nurturing and fruitful, and to the men, rule. Do you notice that? I mean, he, to both of them, he created them, he blessed them, and he commanded them both to be fruitful, to subdue the earth, and to rule over the creatures of the earth. doesn't matter if you're a guy or a girl. <clears throat> the command is the same. Why? Because in God, God, does, God is not stuck to stereotypes. God is not stuck to biases. And we may be, but we have to ask his help to get us through those things. You know, in Revelation chapter seven, we see the colors of heaven. Like, what does heaven look like? It's definitely like, you know, it's, it, it's, it's more than, it's more than this. <laughs> Although this is good. It's more than this. You know, the colors of heaven are all there. But we read this verse nine. It says, after this, I looked and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people, and language. In heaven, every race is represented, every people's group, every ethnos is represented in heaven. There's none that are held back. Now, listen, it doesn't mean that everybody gets there, because it's exclusionary, because the only way to heaven is through Jesus Christ. And so there are there are churches today, and this is a this is a bizarre thing, there are churches that teach now that if you're a good Muslim or a good Buddhist, you go to heaven too. But then why did God send Jesus? I mean, if that's the case, God is messed up. I mean, Jesus suffered so badly. Why would God, if there's another way to get to heaven besides him, why would God make him? In fact, if that's, if that's how God is, he doesn't deserve your worship. In fact, if, if God literally sent his son Jesus to die that miserable, terrible death that he did, and there's other ways to heaven, then God is unjust. Maybe Satan should be what you go after. Don't just quote me on that one, okay? All right? <laughs> Pastor Dave told me. All right? No, no, no. Bridget, that is not a, that is not a uh, Facebook quote, okay? Pastor Dave told us Satan is what you should go after. No, but if, if you really believe God is unjust, then find some other, uh, other religion. You know? But Jesus died for all. And so what does it say? It says what? They were uh, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. Why? Because they're standing before the Lamb because they've served him. All right, it's Jesus. They were wearing white robes and were bearing, holding palm branches in their hands and they cried out with a loud voice, "Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb." That's the reality. So listen, there's no there's no black or white or red or yellow. I mean, all those things Jesus loves us all, right? There is no difference between men and women. There is no difference between those who are rich and those who are poor. You know, back in the 60s, uh, Larry Norman, he wrote a song, and he was talking about it, and he said that all men are created equal. Some are just created more equal. Right? But the reality is everybody's equal. In this system, this fallen system that we live in, there's inequality. And listen, as long as that fallen system exists, there will always be inequality. Like Jesus said, the poor you'll always have among you. There's always going to be injustice in this world, we stand for God's justice. God's justice is pure, all right, and it treats people the same regardless of what their economic background is, their sexual, uh, you know, whether they're a man or a woman, whether they're black, white, red, yellow, purple, whatever the case may be, uh, God's justice is equal for all, and we love all people the same way. So what about people? So let's talk about a little bit of uh, uh, you know let's let's hone it down just a little bit here. What about people who are race supremacists? You know, there's a lot of talk about that today. All right, anyone who feels that one race is superior to another or inferior to another does not have the mind of Christ. All right, because you can't you can't know Jesus and not see the fact that listen Jesus died for all. And he's the one who gives them value, not their skin color, not their, where they're from in this world, not what the clothing they wear, not their economic status. And, yeah, as, 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 even as churches sometimes, churches are guilty of that. They treat people who, who have money better than other people. What is that? What is God going to say when we stand before him? They treat people of a different skin color differently because they have a different skin color? Seriously? What are you going to say when you stand before God when those things are wiped away? I mean, there's not sections in heaven. You know, if you're a race supremacist and you actually make heaven, I think Jesus is going to room you with somebody from a different race. You know? You're with them. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> you're buds now, <laughs> you know? I mean, listen, it's, it, 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 I see this a lot like in, in our nation. Uh, and even in the church, to a degree, we, we've taken what's called a Faustian deal. Do you know what a Faustian deal is? There, the legend of Faust teaches that if you if you want to gain power and and authority, what you do is, um, you if you're ambitious in that way, you surrender your moral integrity in order to achieve power. It's sort of like you make a deal with the devil. And I see this. This is what's happening in our nation. Our nation is making a deal with the devil. And I'm not I'm not pointing at any individual and calling them the devil. I'm just saying, we have we have we have we have tried to gain power over other people by surrendering our moral integrity. And when you do that, when you make a deal with the devil, eventually the devil's going to come back to pay. You know, and that's where we're at. And even in churches, I see this where they, they they've stopped preaching the gospel. They're preaching all this social stuff. It's not that social stuff isn't important, but it doesn't take the place of the gospel. I mean, come on, Jesus sets people free. And so when we, when, we, when we take that message and we allow that message to fall by the wayside, especially if something is conventionally wisdom is good for it right now, like this is what it's all about now, so join on this. What is that? We have a gospel that transforms people's lives. We need to stay true to that and preach that. Amen? Amen. Yes. All right. All right, so let's, let's land this plane. Let's bring it in. In John chapter 8, all right, in John chapter 8. Uh, starting in verse 31, Jesus is talking here, and he's talking to people who thought that they were superior, you know. And I find it interesting because of all the people who have ever lived in the history of mankind, um, there's only one that's ever been superior, Jesus, period. Only one. I mean, I don't care how good the other people were, john uh, uh, John the Baptist, no no, no! greater person has ever been born of women than John the Baptist, Jesus says. And John is in prison like, I don't know if he's the one. <laughs> I mean, he's struggling with his faith. I don't know if he's the one. I mean, you better go ask him, hey, hey, cousin, are you really the Messiah? You know, I mean, for 33 years, he's lived knowing that Jesus is the Messiah, and now he's in prison. And listen, because we're all human. There's only been one. I mean, Noah saves the world, then he goes, it gets, gets drunk, He's laying there naked, drunk. I mean, you know, come on. It's not a not a very good story. You read through the Bible. All the heroes of the faith, they all had issues like that. And guess what? When you read through our, our history, um, we've all got issues like that too, right? So there's only one person that ever lived a perfect life. It's Jesus. And he never acted superior to anybody. Never. He was never too busy to not rub shoulders with the little kids. And what did his disciples say? Hey, They're not important. Get away from them. No, Jesus welcomes them. There's a leper. Everybody's running away. Jesus is running to them. You understand? I mean, that's who Jesus is. This is who we need to be like. In John chapter 8, Jesus is talking to these religious leaders, and he says this To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you're really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Isn't that wonderful? And listen, you remember, when it comes to other people, what does Jesus say? Love God with everything you got and love your neighbor as yourself. They'll know we are Christians, he says in John 14, by our love. And not for our love for God, it's our love for each other, right? That's it, right? And so he says this, um, and so what do they, he says, hey, listen, if you follow my teachings, you'll be free. And, they're, and, and so like they're offended by this. Because these people are not in, in, in subject to anybody. And so they say, we're Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves of anyone. But well, that's a lie. <laughs> what about that whole Egypt thing? <laughs> you know. What about that Babylon thing? <laughs> you know. I mean, you were slaves to them. All right. How can you say that we should be set free? Jesus replied. You notice he doesn't say, you idiots. If I was Jesus, that would be in the Bible all the time. You know? I mean, that word would be there. You idiots, how long do I got to tell you this? I mean, but he's just so compassionate towards us. Um, Jesus replies, very truly I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave is no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you'll be free indeed. Wow. Wow. If the son sets you free, you'll be truly free. That's the reality. I mean, there's a lot of people who think they're free today. You know, they're living lives that are just a total mess, but it's, hey, it's my, I did it my way. I wonder if you could, if you could, if you could interview Sinatra now, ask him about his way. What would his response be right now? He'd say, boy, there's some things I would go back and change. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. You know? Um, it's not a time for us to be looking to see what we can do with this Faustian deal. Now is the time for us to look and to see how we can be set free as well. Second Corinthians chapter 3 says, Now this, the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Isn't that wonderful? There is freedom. And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. See, he, the, the Lord, the Spirit, the, the God gives us the ability to live beyond the influence of who we were, who we were born as. He gives us the ability to serve, to love, to be people reflecting the great love of our Savior to a broken world. This is what God gives us, you know. And so today, what's your focus on? I, I, there's a lot of folk, folks that are focused on social justice today. I'll let you, listen, if you want to be focused on it, that's fine. I'm going to focus on God's justice I'm going to focus on it. his justice is that Jesus came and paid the price for anyone who receives him. And then we find God's justice in our lives and we can share that with others. There's people that are marching, that are screaming, that are angry, that are throwing things in it. Listen, I'm not saying those things, those things they're marching for aren't, aren't real. Many of those things are real. But the reality is, listen, Christ transforms a life. He changes a life and makes it different. There were times, even back in, 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 in black history in our nation, there were times when there were people that were, they were owned by others on, on a plantation. They were slaves. And they were more spiritually free because they knew Jesus Christ. They were more spiritually free than the people who had them in bondage. Because they were set free by the one who, who knows what freedom is. You know, political freedom is not everything that it's cracked up to be. I, I was amazed. I was amazed. I, you know, uh, when I was in Cuba uh, two and a half, three years ago, whatever it was, I can't remember because of twenty twenty. So, uh, whatever I was there, um, you know, these these people—they're all—they're all commies. Can I say that? All right, so even the believers—they're all communists. I mean, they're all—they're—they're they're in Cuba. They're all communists. They all believe communism. And yet, they're still following Jesus Christ. You know, and sure, I'm there and I'm I'm ministering to them. And there was one moment in in one church service, they came forward and they prayed for all of us. And when they laid hands and prayed on me, wow, the power of God. You know, the power of God falls on commies too. That you can quote. (laughs) You know? I mean... It goes beyond our political, it goes beyond our nationality, it goes beyond our gender, it goes beyond all those things, it goes beyond our skin color. The power of God is available for all. It's the equalizer of all humanity. We can come to him, you know? So there's a couple things I thought maybe as we just finish up here. Um, it brings three things to mind here. Number one, it brings to mind the idea that we are to repent. And so, listen, maybe perhaps, you know, maybe maybe you have had these biases, these stereotypes You've had these bad feelings towards people because of the color of their skin, or you've had bad feelings because of uh, you know, maybe you're a maybe you're a woman and you've had bad instances with men and so you sort of like don't trust men, or maybe you're a, a man and you've had bad and maybe you're anti women or whatever the case may be, or or maybe it's you don't like people of a different economic status than you, it's time to repent about that. You know? And just come to God and, and have a have a come to Jesus moment and just Tell them that you're sorry and then and, and, and but you gotta take it beyond there as well. The second step there would be for us to affirm. And so we affirm people. Affirm the people that get under your skin. You know? I mean, somebody pulls into the drive thru in front of you and you're angry at them. Pay for their food. You know what I'm saying? If I see you, I'll pull in front of you. <laughs> Only kidding. <laughs> you, you gotta be with me. You gotta be with me to get that one, okay? All right? But you know, sometimes you gotta affirm people that are different than you. And and that takes us to our third step, but that's the step of action where we actually do something. We do something for those ones who are different than us. Be compassionate towards them. You know, when you see them and you see them in front of you in the grocery line and they pull out that card don't judge them right you know what i'm saying affirm them give action to them love on them you know you see somebody who's just you know dressed up really nice and you're, you got scummy clothes on affirm that person just cuz they have good clothes on sometimes you can you know you you can take a dog and dress it up it's still a dog you know don't judge them let's love on each other let's do that amen You know, my pledge to you as pastor is I'm going to do my best to to love on each one of you the way God wants me to. You know, I'm going to do that to the best of my ability. I'm not going to get it perfect all the time because I'm human too, (laughs) you know, but I'm going to do my best and I'm going to allow the Lord to take me to where he needs to take me to. Are you willing to do that with God as well? While your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, just for a moment before we go, maybe you feel like Today you say, you know, Pastor David, I feel like maybe I sort of need to repent a little bit because I've i felt badly towards people. You know, you know when I when I went to I went to high school, there was only a, one or two kids that I knew were born again in my class. You know, and there were there were times that I sort of felt badly towards kids because they were unsaved. What is that? No one told them the gospel. I was there to do that. I mean, sometimes our bias that we have towards people is, is just so bizarre. God has called us to love, love on each other. And so maybe you need to repent about that today. But no, you're not alone. You know, we all have things that we need to repent from, and that keeps us, keeps us clean and, and, and simple before God. And so if you need to repent today, I'll lead you in a prayer of repentance. But secondly, maybe you need to be able to affirm people in a greater way in the days to come. Maybe, maybe God will open up an opportunity for you to affirm someone who's, who's different than you, someone that you struggle with, someone, maybe if there are these biases that you grew up with, these stereotypes, these prejudices that you grew up with, you know, don't be afraid to go beyond them and affirm people that are that exact thing that those prejudices are, are about, you know. And, uh, and, and pull yourself in check on that. And then finally take that action, actually do something do something about it just just don't pray about it just make your actions follow your prayer in that you know and so um my goodness I know i didn't I didn't touch on everything over the past two weeks, but at least it should get us thinking so lord as as and if that's you here today if you say you know what pastor Dave, i need to, I need to repent a little bit. I need to repent a little bit. Could you raise your hand? I want to pray with you. Yeah, there's quite a few hands up. So Jesus, we as one body, Lord, I, I come before you. And I ask because, Lord, sometimes it's easy as we have a, a cynical nature. Sometimes we look at people that are different, and it's easy for us to point a finger at them or to judge them. So, Lord, we come before you and we repent of that. We ask you to forgive us. And I know that, Lord, your grace covers us, and so we're, we're cleansed already from you. But, but Lord, we don't want to stay that way. We want to we be able to affirm these people. We want to take action in these ones that we have felt badly about. And so, Lord, would you take and, and give us opportunities, even now, Holy Spirit, as we just take a moment. Maybe he's bringing some things to your mind right now. Folks, that you've had biases against. Maybe it's family members, and they've just been, you know how they are. It's just who they are. It's how they're always going to be. Who are we to say that? I've seen God change some people so completely, you know? I mean, who are we to judge that person? Well, it's how, it's how they've treated me in the past. Okay, that's fine. But man, when the sun sets someone free, they're truly free. Can you believe that the sun can set that person free? And then what can you do to affirm that in that person? How can you act on that in that person's life? So, Lord, we, we, we come before you. Holy Spirit, even now, just bring some things to our hearts and minds, action you want us to take, Lord. Help us to go forward. And not just the fact that we, we, we prayed about it right now. That's not action. That's just understanding. Help us to have action in our lives for those things. And, Lord, we pray as well. Not just for ourselves, but we do pray for our nation, Lord. We pray for the United States of America, for the struggles that we have. Lord, we ask you to confound the people that are uh, trying to pit one person against another. For those forces that are coming, maybe from, even from the outside, that are trying to manipulate things, Lord. We, we, are, we are sorry. We, we repent for them. And help us, Lord, to look beyond those things so that, Lord, we can see how much we, are, we do belong together, even as Americans. How much more so in the body of Christ, Lord. And so I thank you for this, for this group that's here today. Lord, we pledge ourselves to each other, to you. Help us to love on each other in greater ways in these days to come. And I ask a blessing on your people now in Jesus' name. Amen. Stan, I want to bless you today. Specifically, raise your hands up because, Lord, I pronounce a blessing upon my brothers and sisters, those that have been looked down on by others, Lord, would they see your face smile upon them? Those that have been discounted because they have been said that they weren't smart enough or bright enough or strong enough or young enough or old enough, Lord, may they know that in you, Jesus, they are complete. Lord, those who have had struggles in relationships, that people have judged them because of them, Lord, I'm thankful that you met that woman at the well uh, who whose life was a mess and she became a mouthpiece for you in Samaria. Lord, would you give the same anointing on people that have had those issues in their lives. Lord, Lord, those who have been looked down upon because of the color of their skin, I pray a blessing upon them. Those who have been looked down upon because they are they're, they're thought they're too old, I, I ask a blessing upon them. Those who are looked down on because they're a man or a woman, I pray your blessing upon them. And then, Lord, send them forth with this blessing resting on them that they can share with those around them in these days to come. Encourage each one now. Fill us with you. We thank you and praise you for all these things. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Lord, bless you, folks. Have an awesome, awesome